0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to the NBA Morning Grind. I'm your host, Justin Carlucci here. Will is off today. He'll be back later this week with me, but we got a great co-host on for you this morning. He goes by beer, quite simply, one of the OGs of the industry and roto grinders, beer. Is that what you go by? What, what's your handle on, on DFS and kind of what are you know? who are you known as?
1: I mean, my family don't like me being called beer. My wife's like, literally people call you beer? (laughs) I'm like, wow, it depends on on the people. So uh, beer is, yeah, that's the name. Beer Makers fan is the DFS handle uh, all across the industry, but we've shortened that to beer. Uh, Been around RG pretty much since the beginning. So uh, excited to be on with you, talking some NBA. Uh, I know you and Will have been killing it, so got, got some big shoes to fill here.
0: Yeah, man, it's really great. To have you on uh, you've been with RG for like a decade and I've been with RG for like 10 days so we're like <laughs> our, our worlds are colliding so uh, I'm excited to uh, you know, sit down with you learn a lot from you over the process I know you've been to a, a couple of live finals in, in the past you've had a lot of success um, and you know at least you have a clever handle like my, my DraftKings name is Justin Carlucci I, you know I, as creative as that is uh, it's, <laughs> that's pretty much it so at least you got a nickname to roll with that kind of it evolved with you along the way.
1: I've seen worse. Uh, some of the names out there, I mean, I, I at least your name, you, people know who you are then when you do well. I, I've seen some some names that are uh, something else out there. So uh, you got that going for you. So,
0: I mean, as long as the results speak for itself, don't worry about what the handle is. True that. True that. Busy couple of days here at roto Granders, NBA is in full swing we got MLB going on, at least for the foreseeable future. Who really knows how long and, and what the hell is going to happen day by day? What a mess. Um, but our content is still there, and it's top of the industry. You know, NASCAR, obviously, Stevie's got his hands full with everything going on. And before we know it, NFL will be here. So I know you've been super busy. I know you had some MLB things going on. So what have you been up to in it, with MLB DFS? I mean, always
1: doing the six pack videos. So, doing MLB, NBA uh, each couple of days a week. So, you can always find that on Roto YouTube, wherever you search for that. Uh, looking forward to doing these shows. Uh, NFL doing a ton of best ball drafts. Uh, DraftKings just launched some best ball, which was awesome. A uh, huge contest already. So, uh, you know, I, I, I'm sure I can pretty much guarantee we're going to have a ton of content for that as well. We've seen the launch of some new sites for best ball. So, Praying, hoping that we get NFL season. You know, there's a lot of talk. Is this season even going to happen? How are we going to make this happen? I think the NFL will find a way. Uh, at least that's what I'm hoping for. So, we're going to continue uh, to plug away at these drafts. But it's been awesome getting sports back. I mean, we went so long with nothing, and now we have NASCAR, golf, MLB. Hopefully, we can keep that. Uh, the NBA has done a great job here with the bubble uh, and the setup of the games. I mean, what's better than. A whole day of NBA, whether you're playing DFS, you're betting on it, you're just watching it, Uh, even if you don't play DFS, it's good to have sports back. So uh, very, very busy right now. Going to get busier with the return of NFL, but uh, super excited with all these sports back
0: in our lives. Dude, I never thought I'd put time into learning. I've learned NASCAR. I've learned MMA. I've been playing more golf than I've ever dreamt of playing even though I've been playing throughout the years but if quarantine or COVID did anything it kind of forced me to I was going through withdrawal you know so I had to kind of adapt, <laughs> I hear you, I hear you. dabble in other places but it'll be fun I mean best ball is so cool I mean good way to kill some time too you have 10-15 minutes to hop in a draft you know laying on the couch at night you're on vacation laying on the beach hop in a best ball draft you're on the John, you know, doing, you know, nothing to do on the John. You got a long shift in the bathroom. Might as well do a best ball draft. I don't know. It's just like such a great, best ball really blew up the last couple of years and what a power move by DraftKings to kind of, to kind of make this leap. I knew they had an announcement coming today, but I wasn't really sure what it was, but dude, that, that could be huge for them.
1: Yeah. And I'm shocked, you know, FanDuel went and bought draft and then did nothing with it, which was really surprising and maybe that's still to come, but you figured somebody would have jumped in while we were all sitting at home, nothing to do. That would have been the time for people to just be cranking out these drafts all day long. So uh, a missed opportunity, but there's still time, you know, we still have, you know, a month, six weeks. till the season starts, but you're right, man, there's nothing better than, you know, I'm at my kids gymnastics, you know, half falling asleep and half cranking out drafts and, you know, just getting away from the family. What are you doing? Don't worry about it. I'm drafting. So uh, just a great way to, to, to kill some time. And, Honestly, get ready for the season. You know, a lot of people jump in these these mock drafts and things like that. And to me, when people got money on the line and they're drafting, that that's the indicator. That's the ADP. That's the kind of stuff that you want to pay attention to, you know, before you do some of these season long drafts or get prep for DFS season, uh, get a grasp on who's playing where. So uh really excited to see best ball kind of growing back in our lives. We'll see if Fandle responds to that power move now. But
0: DraftKings coming big as you'd expect. Well, we're here to talk some NBA, so let's kind of cut to the chase here. We'll just quickly bounce around some things that happened on Monday, and uh, it's been a crazy, competitive resume of the season uh, today. TJ Warren season, man, it, it continues. <laughs> Insane, man. Listen, I know we talked about him at NC State. He was one of the best players in the ACC in the last decade, probably. Finally, coming into his own. Personally, for me, I didn't play him a couple of days ago. I had Joel Embiid in my lineup, and he went for 80, but I didn't have TJ Warren, so I didn't even cash with an 80 bomb from Joel. Nuts, man. Nuts. 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 And today, I was like, yeah, I'll play the fade. Rodden's coming back. He'll suck up some usage. Maybe Miles Turner won't stink. Maybe he'll stay on the court. I was wrong again. Uh, Warren had a subpar first quarter, but he had three blocks on as nine points. I think he ended up with 21 points off blocks and steals on top of the killer performance he had. I think it's 74 FanDuel points. Beer, what's your initial take? And it's 2020, anything could happen, right? I mean, this, this guy's been killing it now that
1: you know the price jumps up to 8,000. And it's like, is that even high enough at this point? I, you know, I was with you, Brogdon being back, like he can't possibly do this again. And then he goes out and he makes it happen. So, uh, for a guy that's known for scoring, we saw the 50 burger. Now to get the, the seven blocks and steals he had today, just just nuts. But, I mean, this is a team we got to look at. They're, they're playing very shorthanded. They're playing a very small rotation. And I think that's one of the things people overlook in NBA is, you know, they're just plugging in guys. But some of these teams are playing 9, 10, 11 deep, where a team like Indiana, you know, they're playing five, six guys. So I don't know that AK is enough. And I know they're on the docket here for us today. We're going to talk about them. But another crazy performance by this dude.
0: Yes, yeah, shout out to Will. Will nailed it. He said, I'm lock in TJ Warren. This was on last night's pod. So hopefully a lot of you followed Will's footsteps and uh, didn't listen to me. But that's the thing. He came in at 48% uh, in a lot of fan duel contests. And you're playing these five, six-game slates. Even if you miss out on a guy that's 20% and he goes for 60 or 70, odds are you might as well tilt and look for that late slate action right there. Forget about it. It's kind of just – uh, a multi-enters dream right now uh, It's tough playing single entry right now, man, it, with a lot of high scores and and things like that. So I guess, well, just from a quick strategy standpoint, Beer, I know you've been around the block a couple times. Four, five, six-game slates, do you kind of tend to do things any differently? No, I mean, this
1: is my wheelhouse, uh, these five- to eight-game slates. Now, this one, obviously, these, these ones we're going to deal with are unique where it's spread out throughout the day. You know, a lot of times we have the 7 o'clock tip you know, I had some late games start at nine 30, 10 o'clock. So uh, the way these games are spread out, I I think it's more opportunity. You know, if, if things are going well for you in early slate, great, let's parlay that and play some of the later, later slates. The, The sites have done a great job of offering multiple slates, one game slates. And, you know, even if not, if things are not going so well and you got, you know, I hate to hate to chase the losses as they say, but, you know, you get that money back at night. So, Uh, I don't do things a whole lot differently here. I mean, I think a lot of people look to these early games and and kind of load up there. I prefer to wait and see what happens later. You know, have more opportunity, more chances to swap on a site like DraftKings. So uh, there's not a ton of more strategy that goes into this. I think it's a great layout by the NBA, the way they've done the schedule, keeping things balanced here each and every day. You know, we don't have any two, three-game slates. Looks like six, seven games pretty much. Uh, Each and every day, so just be smart about it. Give yourself opportunities, planning ahead. You know some of the swaps that could be possible. Anything can happen in in this COVID world. Guys can be announced out uh, in the drop of a hat, and we're going to deal with a lot of injuries here. Talking Tuesday hoops, so uh, just be on the lookout for the news. I I think NBA. It's so important to be plugged in. If you just set a lineup and you head out for a walk with the girlfriend, the dog, you're not going to like what you come back to uh, on most days. So Really being locked into the news. roto Grinders obviously here to help you. We're here to help you with this show, but tons of tools out there. But being plugged in, so important in NBA.
0: Yeah, during normal circumstances, uh, my girlfriend, her five-year-old, and now my dog all know between 645 and 701 Eastern is like, do not leave talk. me alone. Leave me alone. <laughs> That's it. do not disturb sign on the door. Say no housekeeping. Come back later. Like you just you have to lock in. And NBA is one of the few sports that if you're not around at lock, you might as well not even play. You know, many other sports you typically pre COVID, you don't have to worry about that with MLB typically, or even NFL. You get the injury report an hour before kickoff. NBA is a different beast, man. Uh, That's kind of the, it's just beautiful chaos. Some days are better and worse than others pre lock. At least now we're getting some news. We actually got a hell of a lot of news about an hour or two ago. We'll jump into that momentarily. Uh, Some other things today that are going on Nuggets won in overtime. Michael Porter Jr. We briefly touched on him last night too and, and said, hey, we consider going back to him. Uh, He had some killer games this year when he played over 20 minutes and wanted to go for 53 FanDuel points. Uh, Hello, this kid's a stud. 13 other teams passed up on him in the draft. So props to the Nuggets. I mean, he looks so promising. I know it's one game, but, man, talk about upside. What a killer performance by Michael Porter Jr. We could say one thing. He definitely won't be 4,000 for long. No, he will not.
1: (laughs) No, I mean, what a great – and seeing a ton of minutes, 44 minutes today as well. Yeah, it was only a matter of time before this dude was going to, you know, go off. And we knew the talent was there, dealt with the injury coming into the league. And, you know, it's been kind of slow going early on. And we disappointed uh, the other day when a lot of people are on him. But that's one of the things I love to do is going back to a guy that that burned – pretty much the entire industry people people get too uh too emotional about you know burning me one day and not wanting to go back to him the next so uh good to see this performance and hopefully this price jumps up on him now but uh him and Jokic both killer today Jokic drops a triple double uh, great performance, great win by the Nuggets today.
0: For sure, killer win. Yeah, you need a mind of a steel trap in DFS. We talked about that a little bit too. And, uh, you know, just like Troy Brown a couple days ago was terrible and then went off for 50-whatever he had. Um, and he was okay today. Troy Brown was pretty good. But, yeah, today was uh, was TJ Warren day. Uh, good, good to see him kind of in a good situation now. And hopefully he can continue to carve out that role even when they're fully healthy. And, but indeed, I mean, you're in the Midwest out there. The Pacers are a, a sneaky – solid kind of fundamentally sound team when they're healthy. They've dealt with so many injuries the last calendar years that nobody really talks about. Uh, And they're right there, man. So hopefully they get healthy because they're fun to watch.
1: Yeah, they're just a scrappy team. You know, they're going to play defense. They're going to do everything the right way and got a lot of guys that that aren't marquee names. But you put Oladipo back in that lineup. Uh, Sabonis doesn't sound like he's close to return, but hope they get him back. I mean, that's a team that could do some damage. Uh, I don't think anybody would consider them a favorite in the East, but I, I think they could pull an upset or two here uh, in the playoffs if fully healthy. So definitely a team to keep an eye on. And again, a shorthanded team right now, these are things we can take advantage of in DFS. And I'm planning on doing that here tonight with Indiana. We'll get to that here in a little bit.
0: One more thing I want to touch on before we jump into Tuesday slate is obviously Memphis, New Orleans was in a, a, you know, a high Vegas total, very highly anticipated game, New Orleans, one Oh nine Memphis 99 final. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing, and you can kind of relate it to to multiple sports, but NBA the most. People are drooling over this high Vegas total, and the reason why the Pelicans weren't shockier than they were is because they were all jacked up price-wise on DK. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. The Vegas total was like 238 or something like that in a close game. Uh, Ja Morant was shock; He was like 40% on FanDuel. Here's the thing, and I have to remind myself this sometimes, and I get caught chasing some players You know, you might ask somebody, would you rather have exposure to a couple of guys in a Vegas total that's 10 points higher, you know, implied team total, uh, than than team B? Well, I kind of got my hand caught in the cookie jar. I I fell in love with a couple New Orleans guys that maybe I shouldn't have. uh, Because, you know, Zion, we weren't sure how many minutes he played, ended up getting uh, 25, ended up with 23, 7, and 5. But he took 21 stinking shots in 25 minutes. So the thing is, you know, you don't know. Where the usage is coming from uh, on a given day, sometimes with some of these teams, when uh, you know New Orleans might ha- not have the most star power-ridden roster, but yet Ingram, Favors, Ball, Holiday, Lonzo, Zion, you know Josh Hart off the bench, Redick off the bench, so th- it could be a balanced approach from time to time, especially when they're healthy. This is not a, a-, a talent comparison, but when the Warriors were fully loaded and healthy. Do you pick Durant one night? Do you pick Curry one night? You know, what do you what do? You do? It's sometimes these talented teams, is hard to pick. You look at a team like like the Pacers today, uh, lower team total, but without Oladipo, without Sabonis, you knew who were going to get the opportunities. It was Miles Turner, who was okay, pretty good. It was TJ Warren, who was exceptional. Uh, and it was Malcolm Brogdon, who his minutes weren't limited, but they were monitored. And he, you know, obviously you look at next man up, so – you got to look at Vegas totals, but take it with a grain of salt sometimes, unless it's just a total death trap of a matchup. I'd rather take, you know, look at the total. But if you know where the usage is coming from, it's all about opportunity. I know it's kind of stating the obvious, but, you know, it's kind of days like today where you can kind of bring up some correlations like that. Right, and
1: stating the obvious is important. Sometimes we forget about the, the simple things, the easy things. We, we, we catch that headline on the marquee, and everything else kind of falls to the wayside. But you start looking at up and down these these Memphis-New Orleans lineups – 31 minutes, 35, 33. I mean, they're playing a lot of guys, 25, 30 minutes on both sides. I mean, Grayson Allen got 31 minutes today for (laughs) Memphis. So you start digging into what what are the motivations for these teams? You know, some of these teams are here uh, basically with charity. You know, we knew they weren't going to make the playoffs. They they were, quote, unquote, in the running, so they're here. But, you know, some of these teams like San Antonio who want to look at some of these younger players you want to jump on that before the public realizes, oh, hey, I, I, I need to get on these guys. We want to be ahead of that curve. So Memphis, one of those teams that it's going to be frustrating. You're going to get big games out of Brandon Clark. Then you're going to get subpar games like we've seen the last couple. You're going to get Grayson Allen coming out of nowhere for minutes. You're going to get John Morant, unfortunately, shooting five for 21 today. Uh, look for him to bounce back in his next game. And uh, same in New Orleans. You, you mentioned Zion. The worry's been... How limited is he going to be? How many minutes is he going to play? Played pretty damn well today. So uh, two teams that are going to be tough to trust anyone to figure out who it's going to be on any given day. But, you know, sometimes you take your shots and and hopefully people got it right today uh, with some of these guys and didn't load up too
0: much on this game. Yeah, one more quick note on Ja. I had a Dylan Brooks conversation with one of my friends today. You know, he was like 5,100 on FanDuel. Obviously, Brooks has kind of 8x upside at that price, you know, if he gets hot. Kind of a scoring-dependent guy. Uh, but Ja has been so much more aggressive since the restart. Across the whole season, he averages 13 field goal attempts. Three games since the restart, he's chucked uh, an average of 20 a game. So Jaw's getting him up there. Look for him to bounce back. He, he's looked really good. Looking at tomorrow's slate beer. Uh, if, we start, if we do some chronological order here, we start with the really fun one. And I say that so sarcastically <laughs> at 130. So uh, the Nets and the Bucks, and uh, we got dumped on with some news. And I'm not being ungrateful because it's like 12 hours in advance, and that never happens in NBA. So a lot of pieces are going to be missing from the Nets side, and maybe we're anticipating waiting to see what Milwaukee does. Uh, as of right now, there will be no Karis LeVert, no Joe Harris, and no Jared Allen. So who the hell's left? <laughs> uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, just to call it a wrap, the game's
1: canceled. I mean, canceled you're, you're talking about a cast of characters here uh, for the Brooklyn Nets. You and I were talking pre-show, and it's like, you know, digging into some of these guys. You, you almost like I don't even know who that guy is. And that's what this – I mean, who, who are they going to start here? That, that's the question. I mean, what what kind of starting lineup are they going to roll out? And, and I'm going to say right away, it's the worst starting lineup Maybe in the history of NBA basketball, I challenge somebody (laughs) to find me a worse starting lineup than what they are going to roll out here tomorrow. But that also says there's going to be some value available now, depending on the site you're on. I know that's something we want to get into here. DraftKings was very proactive with this move and made some adjustments. And oh, not so much. All these guys are pretty much... A near minimum price here so
0: yeah you're gonna see like 4 min mid-price nets stacked in with luca johannes kawhi dame lillard i i I don't know i'm just spitballing but that's the kind of construction you're gonna see from a lot of mme type guys tomorrow if you're playing single entry on Fanduel, good luck Uh, that's all i'm gonna say i mean all these guys just for comparison um let's see here uh, we're going to test my pronunciation on some of these guys. Tyler Johnson, that's an easy one. He's 4K, probably going to start. Would hypothetically play probably 30 minutes. But if Milwaukee rolls out the, you know, the Monstars out there, it's going to be a 30-point game after the first quarter. Uh, I mean, come on. Chris Chio's TLC, Timothy Luwalo Cabarat. You like that? Jamal Crawford hasn't played yet. For some reason, Brooklyn signed him and he hasn't played yet. He might make his debut tomorrow. So, I'm just saying, I don't know why the hell they even signed Jamal Crawford to have him not play. Uh, But, hey, more power to him. Uh, Jamal Crawford's an OG. Uh, I love Jamal Crawford. And if he plays tomorrow and he's playing with a bunch of scrubs, why wouldn't he just go out there and chuck the ball 30 times? I don't know. we'll we'll see what happens with Jamal Crawford. Yeah, Garrett Temple, who I'm surprised isn't ruled out because he's like 45 by now. Uh, Karuks, you know, I don't even know. This whole Nets roster, it's not even worth running through name by name because, like, throwing darts at a dartboard is under 4K on FanDuel. On the other hand, you look over at DraftKings, Tyler Johnson is 6,600. Like, what planet are we on with with these differentials here? (laughs) Garrett Temple, 5,800. is 5,300. TLC, 5,300. Even Jamal Crawford, I just said, he hasn't even played yet, and he's 4,700. So I guess, like, honestly, kudos to DraftKings for making this not a total slop fest uh, on the site tomorrow. It's it's actually going to take some... Uh, some research and you can't just chuck in complete stars and scrubs on DK.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really going to be looking at the ownership tomorrow on FanDuel, which I can already tell you a lot of these guys are going to be heavily owned. We got a lot of stars on on this slate. You ran through a few of them. Uh, We have Houston Portland as the late night hammer. We're going to talk about. So you're going to see a lot of lineups with four of these nets and loaded up with everything else on FanDuel. So I don't want to be like everybody else. I I don't want to do what the public does. So, I can tell you our, right now, those guys are going to be heavily owned. It's on DraftKings where it gets interesting because people are going to look at Tyler Johnson and say, I'm paying 6600 for Tyler Johnson. Are you nuts? Chris Chioza, people aren't even going to be able to pronounce his name. I'm not paying that price on him. I think that's where you can find an edge on DK. It may not feel great. may not feel comfortable. But, you know, Tyler Johnson, a guy that's played pretty well. Shot 0 for 7 the other day. But you look at some of the other stats. six five one and 1-1. So, stuff in the stat sheet. Chioza. 14-6 and six the other day. He's, he's played well. And that kid's got some flair to him. I don't know if anyone's out there that's watched him play, but uh, he's got a little little pizzazz to his game. So those are the two I'm really looking at. Garrett Temple, a guy that's going to play minutes, uh, nothing exciting there. My question is, who, who are the bigs here for this team? You know, is Kuru's going to play 30, 35 minutes? And he's not really a, a, a down-low, bang-it type big. And without some of these centers available, Jared Allen, we you know, DeAndre Jordan out with the team. I don't know who they're going to roll down down low. So I'm not messing with that. I'm not messing with these guys on FanDuel. I think if you're playing cash games, you want to shove some of these guys in. It makes sense. But tournaments going to be very heavily on tomorrow.
0: I don't know how Lance Thomas
1: is still in the league. That's, yeah, I was wondering the same. I saw that name and I was like, really? I mean, really this is. guy's been coasting for, for 10 years and, and hasn't done anything.
0: Good for him. Didn't he go from the Knicks to the Nets? So he probably didn't even have to move. Good for him. No, but, you know, just right across the river, yeah, collecting dude. that check. Take the C train, ride the bench. He's like the clipboard Jesus of of the NBA, man. Like, good for him. But, uh, unfortunately, he's going to be a name that might carry some ownership tomorrow. funny, yeah. man. What a year. Yeah, never know tomorrow. God. Yeah, but on the flip side here, I, I in the same, like, breath, I read, uh, somewhere on Twitter that Bledsoe was not listed on the injury report for tomorrow. So in a game, we were like, okay, time for for Milwaukee to roll out the B squad, which they've done countless times this year. And the B squad was probably good enough to be a five seed in the East. So even if honestly, even if they roll out the B squad, it could be a blowout. The, they're so good. They're so deep. It, it doesn't matter. So you. I'm into, I personally, I'm anticipating something's going to happen with Milwaukee. I still haven't seen, I don't even know how you put a number on it with Vegas, but I haven't seen any updates whatsoever, but you're going to see a lot of kind of the same situation with Milwaukee and I'm not sure when exactly the salaries came out, but obviously they can't change. So they're probably going to be some chalk pieces on both sides of the ball in this one. Yeah,
1: I, I'm more taking the, the the off, you know, I don't really want a lot of exposure to this game. You know, I, I'm kind of off of it completely is you worry about the blowout, you, you know, you worry about people getting ruled out right before the game. Uh, you, you worry about minutes being limited. So the, the only way I, I think you would play these guys is if you completely stack the game, but I think that's going to be a popular construction as well. So it's not like you're being uh, unique in that route. The one thing I can say is maybe taking a shot on say a Dante DiVincenzo on FanDuel down at 4,400 you know DraftKings a, a little pricey but there's some value there uh, maybe a Pat Connaughton supposed to be back tomorrow maybe take a shot on him maybe they want to get him some minutes but those both feel like you're getting too cute you know if it's a last piece in the lineup uh, you need some value and go there but to be honest I, I don't think you want to mess around here uh, with Milwaukee unless you go all in on this game I don't think taking a piece or two really makes a ton of sense outside of some of these cheaper box value plays.
0: Yeah, and of course, you know, you scroll through your contest tomorrow at what is it, one thirty Eastern. You'll you'll see at 2.30 there will be people that stack this game, and rightfully so, to each their own. It's definitely going to be uh, – ownerships are going to be night and day between sites because of the massive price differentials. So you won't see a lot of the same players written up on, um, you know, for both sites tomorrow for our content no. for sure. So. <laughs> Wow, uh, gonna be uh, we're gonna start this off with a bang, and you know, for some people, you might be very happy or very sad at about three o'clock when this one ends. So we'll see, man. How, how about this? I love this format. Games all day got like that Christmas NBA Day vibe. I I don't know how I get anything done with with everything going on.
1: Oh, it makes it challenging. I love the layout of the schedule. You know, you can have it on in the background even if you're doing whatever yard work or uh, hanging around the house or even at work. Constant action. All day long. So let's roll into this next game, though. And Brooklyn's making me nauseous here, trying to trying to look at some of these names. So I'm next you. game, next game looks a little bit more appetizing.
0: All right, on my screen, I got Dallas Sacramento. Is that what you're looking at? Yes, sir. Let's roll. All right, beer. Let me hear it. You said it looks appetizing. What? Are you, what's just your initial thoughts of that game as a whole?
1: I mean, I I think there's a lot of good plays uh, in this game. You you look at Dallas, and we know what Dallas is. It, it's Luca. It's Porzingis. I mean, these guys have been dominant uh, early in, in the first two games back. So. Uh, those two are, are pretty much plug-and-plays. If you're on Fanduel and using some of that Brooklyn value, it makes it easy to plug in. But Dallas really running a small core, and I think that's one of the things we just talked about is finding these teams that you know, aren't playing 12 guys, and you know, there's not a lot of guys playing minutes. So Luca Porzingis, those are easy. I really like Tim Hardaway Jr. here in this spot. I mean, the guy's playing a ton of minutes. Shot one for 12 last – going to make his numbers – Look a little funky. You know, a lot of people, that's all they're looking at. You know, what have you done for me lately? What's the fantasy production? But you got to dig a little bit deeper sometimes. So he gets that shooting back in form. Uh, he's a guy that can give you third uh, in this matchup with Sacramento. So I think he's sneaky. Got to keep an eye on the Curry situation as well. You know, listed as questionable, doubtful, uh, depending on where you look. So does Trey Burke come back in our lives? You know, and that's one of those when Trey Burke's heavily owned, I get nervous, you know. He, he seems to always bust as chalk, but uh, if you can get a lower own Trey Burke, we know the upsides there. He showed it to us a couple games ago. So that's a situation I'm keeping an eye on. Uh, DeLon Wright, probably another guy that that could get some minutes here, but uh, obviously Porzingis, Luca, studs have done very well against the Sacramento team uh, this season. In fact, Luca's averaging a triple double in three games against Sacramento, so he's at the top of the list. Uh, we're going to talk a lot of studs on on this slate, but uh, Luca stands out uh, right at the top for me.
0: I have a bad taste in my mouth from Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh, I'm doing my best to not let the poor <laughs> regency bias get the best of me uh, on, what's today? I don't know what day its Monday. Sunday. Sunday. Obviously, you know, they played a, a tight game, and I straddled a, a pretty high stake single-entry cash line, and it literally came down to the last shot. If he would have made that three at the buzzer, I would have cashed. But, you know, he was like two for five million from the floor. So I never expected it to go in. But uh, nothing like coming down to the last shot of the slate. I mean, even though I was on the wrong side of that, you know, a little bit of a rush there. That was Yeah, cool. just
1: good to have those sweats. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I a frustrating performance. you know, and, yeah, I think you my know, money you know.
0: tomorrow, it's fine. One
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. for 12, not pretty. But how about the care. 10 we'll boards you he again. pulled down?
0: Back to the well there you go the well. there you well, go yeah if curry's out that that boosts Tim hardaway way up on my personal right. board but yep. you know he can still get it done with curry for sure because listen tim hardaway doesn't have a red light it's always green for tim when he gets the ball but um i i still think that poor Zingis is a little underpriced for what we've seen in the last three games i Uh, And personally, I'll be taking a hard look at him. I think it's a very intriguing game from top to bottom, like you said. The Kings were a mess against Orlando. And if anybody has listened to me in the past couple of pods, I just had this cardinal rule where I just hate targeting guys against Orlando. Orlando is just boring. They're vanilla. They never do anything wrong. They're pretty slow. They don't really turn the ball over. They're not flashy. And it just seems like something goes wrong every time I kind of target guys against them. That being said, uh, that, that game was so bad for the Kings that I think you're going to find some guys in a pretty good spot in terms of ownership tomorrow. Uh, and a guy that has been good, even he was even serviceable in the Orlando game, uh, is Bogdan. Uh, bogie has been pretty good. He, he's been pretty pretty good this season. I don't know, I don't know what Buddy Heel did to Luke Walton at right. any point <laughs> of life, but he's been in the doghouse for three months. Why not play Buddy Hill 30 minutes? I know there were some trade rumors at the deadline and stuff. So maybe they just know he's not coming back because it just seems like He is, like, less and less more involved in that offense. So, just after my initial first look, I I like Bogdan. Uh, And and last game, um, Harry Giles got 20 minutes. He went off. I'm not expecting him to shoot 9 of 11 from the floor. um, But definitely interesting to see him uh, get some run. And he ran some early third third quarter stuff, too. The thing with Luke Walton is, and we've seen this before he even came to the Kings, if his first unit's not getting it done after the first quarter, they might not play again. Uh, he's not afraid to do a full hockey line shift here. So uh, you always got to be careful when you're when you're looking at Sacramento. But I do think there's some interesting pieces in this game.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, the defense has been atrocious. I mean, they, they've allowed 132 and 129 points so far this season. So that makes you like the Dallas side even more. So I think multiple Mavericks make sense. And then it's a matter of do you want to run it back with, with some Sacramento guys, which I'm a big fan of. So uh, don't mind some of the names you said. I'm going to add De'Aaron Fox to that. I know he was disappointing in that last game, but game got out of hand, like I said. So you can't really look into that one too deep. Uh, last time he played Dallas, 43 DraftKings points. So, you know, whether you go with Luca Porzingis, who's averaging a double-double against this team, uh, go with both of them and run it back with a guy like Fox, I think makes a lot of sense. There's value, you know, in a Bielitsa who's played well against this team this season uh, Harrison Barnes, you want to play the revenge narrative, kind of a boring name, but but there is some value in that price with him. Uh, Giles, you mentioned I'm a little worried. Most of that run came in blowout time, but uh, like I said, there, there's a lot of wonkiness to this rotation with Walton. So uh, Heald's played well against this team, but 20 minutes in each of the first two games, tough to trust a guy playing 20 minutes. So uh, for me, it's mainly De'Aaron Fox, maybe a little uh, uh as run it backs mainly in any kind of Dallas stack.
0: Yeah, I don't. I just, I'm just all signs are pointing towards Buddy Heald might not be in Sacramento next year. Uh, it's always weird with a young team, too. I was watching some of that Sacramento Orlando game, and the first quarter, De'Aaron Fox was just kind of like uninvolved. I don't know what the brilliant Luke Walton game plan is, and he has many of them to try to kind of run this offense, run some set plays too often. I mean, can we just let De'Aaron roll the pick and roll? He's all by right. the pick and roll game there. I, that's what the NBA is anymore. Yeah, you can have some set plays coming out of timeouts once in a while here and there, but you got to let De'Aaron Fox off that pick-and-roll game, man. And I guess it would be a help if they had more of a serviceable big who was a little more skilled. You got Rashawn Holmes, who's just uber-athlete, and, you know, Harry Giles, kind of the same thing until he develops. But, man, let, let the leash off the Aaron. Like, come on, Luke. I, I'm a big De'Aaron fan, and he could be – and we saw his upside. He He shot the ball 32 times on Friday, I think it was.
1: The dude's a stud. I, I'm with you. Just let him lose. And this is the time to, to let this dude just roll. And he's your foundational piece here. And we're messing around and putting guys in off the bench. It's just, it's ridiculous. The coaching is terrible. So I love De'Aaron Fox. The prices come down a little bit. I don't hate the matchup here. So, again, big fan here. 7,300 on DraftKings. Feels too cheap for De'Aaron Fox.
0: It does feel too cheap. Interesting game for sure. Let's move along here. A lot of interesting games. They're all. They're all. They all have really good angles to them. Phoenix and the Clippers. Um, I, I I like this game. I, I do. Let's see what the Vegas total is here. Vegas spread and total on here. They think it's going to be competitive. Not that they know what's going on. Uh, minus nine LA. I guess that's about right as of right now. Obviously, uh, Lou Williams is questionable. That's kind of the big news there. Montrez is still out. Paul George eighty one hundred. Kawhi ninety one hundred. I guess just. On DraftKings, that is at just first glance, I just, I still like Paul George's price at first glance. Well, what do you think, Beer, with the two studs there?
1: Yeah, I I think Paul George is still way too cheap. I mean, we we came into the season and I was shocked by the prices we had on Paul George. So, yeah, they've gone up, but again, have they gone up enough? And and I don't think so. So, I think there's still value, still meat on that bone. Uh, Even if this game were to get away with that high spread, I still think he can do enough, even in three quarters uh, at that price. So, like him, Kawhi's been very effective against this team at averaging 50 a game against Phoenix. He's under 10K. I think there's value there. Uh, Reggie Jackson is another name. You know, they're kind of splitting things with Patrick Beverly, but I, I think Lou Williams, we'll see. You know, if he's thrown back in the mix, kind of throws a wrench in the old Reggie Jackson plan. But I still think there's some value, and especially if everybody's going to chase the value with Brooklyn and guys like Tyler Johnson and Chioza. Let's not forget about Reggie Jackson, who's played pretty well so far this season.
0: I'm getting sick with those names too. I need a Tums, man. I know. <laughs> I need the whole Lord. damn bottle talking to Brooklyn oh, what, what a game to start off that slate that's gonna be. Um, are you looking at FanDuel pricing at all? I was gonna say, without looking, what do you think Paul George's price is if you haven't seen it? Uh, high sevens. Yeah, seventy six hundred. Talk about cash game high ownership. I know who plays cash games anymore, but uh, seriously, like he's got to be highly considered. Obviously he's fully healthy. There's no limitations. He looks great. Obviously you're worried about the blowout, but Phoenix has kind of been hanging in there. I, I'm not, you know, they're two and oh in the bubble, right? So. Right.
1: Yeah. They, they've played well. I mean, they're, they're doing what they need to do. So uh, I, you know, can they, can they beat the Clippers who knows anything can happen in the bubble, but uh, you got to give them credit for coming in and playing hard so far.
0: Yeah, another name I see on FanDuel. Not sure if it's DK Price off the top of my head. Oh, I see it. Uh, Ricky Rubio, 6K, playing pretty well. It's having a crazy year. Oddly enough, the Clippers aren't the be- – they're like in the bottom third in defending the pick and roll, which is strange. But the more you think about it, the more you see Zubac playing and how he can yeah, move yep. <laughs> laterally. You don't have Montrezl Harrell. You're going to see a lot of stretch five with your Michael Green. I think it could be a Ricky Rubio game. I don't care if Pat Beverly's out there or not. So I'm kind of interested in Rubio tomorrow.
1: Love Rubio. I'm glad you brought him up. I mean, the price dropped to 6,700 on DraftKings. Then you go over to FanDuel and it's 6,000. Like, how do you not play Ricky Rubio here? So uh, we just talked about Reggie Jackson splitting minutes with Beverly. So it's not like Beverly is the lockdown defender uh, that we've known from the past. Yes, very good defender, but only playing 18, 19 minutes. So don't really worry about that. Uh, with Ricky Rubio. So absolutely love him uh, in this matchup. He's kind of my run it back. If if I'm going Paul George, Kawhi, some of those guys, uh, I'm going to go to Rubio. Other guy I really like here is DeAndre Ayton. You know, you, you mentioned some of the centers. Who's going who's gonna to bang the boards with DeAndre Ayton? It, it damn sure ain't going to be Zubach. So uh, no Harrell in there, who's a guy that can provide a ton of energy uh, and rebounding upside. Ayton should dominate the glass. So, you know, it was high on him. Uh, The other game against uh, Brooklyn, I think they played, uh, did exactly what I thought he would do. And he's kind of dominated the Clippers already this season, 29 rebounds in two games against this team. So could see one of those sneaky 22 and 15 type games here from DeAndre Ayton at probably low ownership. There's a lot of centers kind of in the same price range that we're going to get to here tonight. There's a few guys I like, but uh, Rubio and Ayton here for me on, on Phoenix, and Booker can always go there. Cam Johnson looked good in 40 minutes the other day. But Rubio and Aiton, the guys I really want here.
0: What a game from Cam Johnson. 5,100 on DK now. Yeah, another guy that's going to be super volatile, as most of these young guys are. But just in terms of minutes, pff, I mean, uh, how can you have to be at least a little intrigued? And, you know, like you said, Booker, tough matchup for Booker. But under 8K on FanDuel, uh, you know, you got to at least take a look. For sure. Yeah, I mean you can stack this game. I mean, if you believe in Cam, I
1: believe in forty minutes. It, it almost doesn't matter who the player is if he's going to get anywhere close to forty minutes again. I can go there. So you got him, Booker, Rubio, eight, and a lot of options here. Clippers, we know where that production is going to come from. So I'm with you. A, a game that the the total's not going to be as high as Houston, Portland, some of these other games on the slate. But sometimes you go down a little bit, find the the third, fourth game on the list, and makes this one very, very
0: stackable. Just a quick reminder, you're listening to the NBA Morning Grind right here on Roto Grinders. I'm Justin Carlucci here with Chris Prince, a.k.a. Beer, but his wife doesn't like that he's called Beer, so we are gonna keep rolling with beer. <laughs> she, she ain't okay.
1: listening anyway, so roll on with the beer.
0: <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Moving on. Got some good stuff here. Got three games left on the slate here. Uh, Orlando, and here we go. And the fighting T.J. Warrens. Warren is up to 8K on DraftKings. And let's see his Fanduel price is, and he gets see sixty four hundred. Boy, Rock I City, what, baby, what is he gonna come in on uh, tomorrow? What what is ah, are We talking 70 percent, something like that?
1: So now we have the the quote unquote public build here for Fanduel is four nets, TJ Warren, and then your mix of uh, Luca, Harden, three other studs. So, yeah, I've had um, it. Don't, don't build the public lineup is basically what we're trying to get across here. So, I mean, the matchup here, I think, is what could slow TJ Warren. You know, you, you mentioned it. I'm with you. Orlando's just a team I really don't target a lot of guys against. You know, they play defense well across the board. The loss of Isaac obviously hurts, you know, as, as their best perimeter defender. But right. uh, you still look at that price tag, you know, and, and, and DraftKings, 8000
0: Is it high enough? What do you think? <sighs> Is it high enough? I don't know. If we had Will in this program, he'd say hit the lock button. Uh, he nailed it. He, he, <laughs> he said there would be some, uh, what do you call it, uh, not price shock, but, you know, uh, people – Sticker shock. Sticker shock, price shock, whatever. Uh, it's like that Staples commercial. Wow, that's a low price, but it's finally not for T.J. Warren. This is a guy who was, like, in the mid-fives for three years, you know, finally balling. I guess I meant – we haven't really heard an, an depot verdict, have we? So, I don't know what his deal is.
1: Doesn't sound good. I mean, they they're saying he may come back. Uh, from what I'm reading, I, I think he's a little bit away. I don't know that they want to force him back in the lineup. So, you're talking about a team that, that five guys play 33 or more minutes today and, and it's exactly what we're looking for. So, I don't have an issue with Warren. I think he's going to be uber chalk on FanDuel, but I think you can play the uh, he's priced too high game on DraftKings where you can be a little bit contrarian there. I don't think people are going to be excited to pay 8,000 for him uh, over there. So, honestly, I would rather play him on DraftKings at much lower ownership. But you still got Brogdon. I mean, Brogdon's only 5,400 on DraftKings. Love that price. Aaron Holiday uh, remains a value here for this team. My concern is, well, he scored 111 against Washington today. You know, that, that seemed like a team you should put 125, 130 on the board.
0: I agree. But, you know, if they're shorthanded again, kind of what I talked about before is, you know, where the opportunities are going to come from. It goes against my personal cardinal rule of no magic, but, you know, you know, there's going to be, the room's going to be divided tomorrow on TJ Warren, I think. And, uh, We'll see. Am I just going to fade him a third day in a row and get burned? Then I'll let you know in the next podcast, but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. But yeah, that, I mean, TJ Warnership, TJ Warnership. I can't even talk. There you T.J. go. War-
1: it merges together. TJ Warnership. Sounds pretty good. I made up a oh, new yeah. player. We'll
0: roll with it. TJ Warnership. He's 3K tomorrow. Uh, but TJ Warren alone could dictate uh, a lot of the slate. And, you know, what is it? Six games? Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens, man. But you know, a lot depends on what kind of news we get tomorrow, especially with the first game. And uh, like you said, we're going to see a lot of the public lineup tomorrow, but we're going to try to avoid that. We're going to try to avoid that. Anything else on the Indy Orlando game before we move on? Uh, Orlando side
1: real quick, not a ton I like over there, but I absolutely love Nikola Vucevic in this spot. I mean, 18 and 17 last time these two teams played, we know miles Turner is not a massive rebounder. So I love targeting guys that can hit the boards against him. So uh, Vooch uh, goes along with Ayton. You, you can't play them all, but uh, I think I, on a side like DraftKings, you absolutely can play multiple centers here. We're going to get to a third center I like that you can play a power forward on DraftKings later on, but uh, I love the spot here for Vooch tonight. Other than that, not much I like in Orlando. You know They're limited the minutes of Markel Foltz. They're playing a ton of guys here. You know Michael Carter-Williams is getting minutes. So Even with the loss of Isaac, I'm sure people will be excited about a guy like Terrence Ross who – me very scoring dependent. If he's hitting a shot, great. But against Indiana, is he going to be knocking down all those threes again? So pretty much hands off with the rest of Orlando. But I think this is a smash spot for Nikola Vucevic and too cheap uh, over on Fanduel, just seventy eight hundred.
0: Yeah, same price both sites. Uh, I you know I like targeting against Miles Turner. Um, a lot of the same reasons I like Embiid over the weekend. Miles Turner. Uh doesn't really play great defense, even though he's known for a shot blocker. Indy kind of gets smashed on the boards. And with they, even without a guy like Sabonis, who are they going to run at the stretch for? Are they going to run some Jatar Samson? Cool. Um, he's not a force on the glass. So I definitely think there's rebounding upside. A guy I want to n- name uh, with situation and price now is Aaron Gordon. Not so much on DraftKings at 74, although I'm sure he'll be minimally owned. But he's 5,600 on FanDuel. Uh, without Jonathan Isaac, only played 24 minutes against the Kings, but it was a blowout, but he had 22-5-3. and three. It looked really good, really good. Uh, the Brooklyn game uh, was kind of a blowout in the fourth quarter too, so Orlando really isn't hasn't even played kind of a full game yet. I'm wondering if maybe tomorrow might be the first one and kind of what – you know, Aaron Gordon is interesting to me. I, I think he's in play. I, I like power forwards and centers against Indy for sure, so I think both of those guys would be in the pool for sure. Yeah,
1: he's too cheap on Fandle. So you can take advantage of that. Again, everyone's going to chase that Brooklyn value. And Warren and and Aaron Gordon may go overlooked. Uh, People spending that money on guys like Tatum, Porzingis. There's some high-end power forwards on this slate as well. Bam out of Bayou. So 56 is just playing too cheap. DraftKings, I I think he's priced way too much. But uh, don't hate that play on Fandle.
0: Really nice game at dinner time tomorrow, Boston and Miami. And I have a feeling you might be telling me about one of these power forwards tomorrow.
1: Yeah, I mean, there, there's some great plays uh, in this game, for sure. You know, let's start on the Boston side of things. And Jason Tatum, we saw him bounce back. Uh, I really like this spot for him. Miami, generally team I don't target a ton against. But uh, Tatum, one of those guys that, that's almost matchup proof. You know, even that game against Milwaukee, didn't shoot the ball very well, but came back uh, and responded. So he's a guy I think you definitely want to spend up on. Uh, Marcus Smart is only 5,500 on Fanduel, So we know Kemba Walker playing very limited minutes right now. Uh, Marcus Smart, very interesting. And the Miami side of things, the back-to-back situation. So I know where these guys have been rested, but something just to keep in the back of your mind. Uh, but Jimmy Butler, uh, the guy that stands out in Miami, 7,200 on DraftKings. So, again, Boston, their guards, Marcus Smart, we know, very good defensively, but uh, 7,200 for Jimmy Butler, I'm interested there. Dragic has been great. He's still too cheap. Uh, and Kelly Olenek even is playing some good minutes, gets a little revenge narrative here revenge. against his former team. So uh, especially on DraftKings, really like the price on Kelly Olynyk. So a game that I think people are going to avoid just because both teams are very good defensively. But uh, I think there's some sneaky plays in this one.
0: Yeah, and it should be competitive. So that checks one of the boxes. Uh, you, it's like you know what you're doing or something man you took a lot of players I was just about to bring up so thanks for making my job easier another guy uh, I'm, you know for GPPs who quietly saw 20 minutes in the first game in the bubble 25 in the second is Tyler Hero he's super young and we'll see if uh, if Spolstra goes a little lighter on some of the veterans tomorrow. I don't love him, but I think if you're going 150, you, you know, want to differentiate yourself from some of that Brooklyn value. I think Tyler Hero can be taken into consideration for sure. So interesting game. Should be a fun one to watch, dude. Should be kind of a grind, but I do think there's, there's fantasy value there. I have Today's game, Miami and Toronto, was, was kind of a grind, but there yeah. was some good fantasy value in that game. Fred Van Fleet was great. Jimmy Butler had 40 fan dual points. Kelly Olynyk went off. So there was, despite the lower score, there was still uh, some value to go around there. Here's your uh, kind of meaningless but interesting stat of the day. I kind of picked up on Og Uniube has had a steal in 17 straight games dating back to February. Isn't that crazy? That is nuts. I, I'm a fan of Og. I
1: mean, that, that's a guy that can hit multiple categories, and those, those, I love them kind of guys uh, in daily fantasy. They don't have to score; uh, they can get it done with block, steals, rebounds, the, the dirty work. So. Uh, I think he's he's underrated. Going to get a lot of opportunity with that team.
0: Yeah, he just plays just like TJ Warren apparently. You know, what, minus six, minus the fifty points, six blocks and steals today. Yeah, I know. I had to look into basketball reference. I'm like, okay, so TJ Warren had twenty three games this year without a single block. So Hey, might as well go for five today. It's fine. Break the slate. But anyway, uh, good for T.J. Warren. Once again, he'll dictate a lot of tomorrow's slate and what happens. So between T.J. Warren himself and the whole Brooklyn-Milwaukee game, it is kind of going to be like a circus tomorrow. But it should be fun. This is what we live for, man, making these decisions and on a tight window like this. And uh, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. And maybe the most fun of all is, hey, you're following your lineups all day tomorrow. You think you got a pretty good team. Oh, I don't have enough exposure to the hammer time 9 o'clock game. But Houston-Portland – Pretty high Vegas total. Neither team has played defense since the early 90s. So here we are, Beer, Houston and Portland. Where do you begin?
1: The main event, baby, the late night hammer. You got, you got to love this game. I mean, th- this is one, you know, and hopefully it doesn't go the route of Memphis, New Orleans. I know a lot of people are excited about that one. But you know, I, I see this game really having some fireworks here. So you start on the Houston side, and we keep talking about these teams. With very thin rotations. They pretty much play five guys the, the whole game. You know, some guys mix in, but uh, to me, it's Harden, it's Westbrook. I actually prefer Westbrook uh, in this spot over Harden here tonight. I'm going to tell you why. Westbrook has dominated the Portland Trailblazers. Three games against this team, averaging 33-11-9. So, so pretty much a triple-double averaging uh, against this team. Harden has struggle a little bit. That's not the reason I'm going Westbrook. I just love the Westbrook. Lillard pairing, especially on FanDuel, uh, where you get to play those two point guards. You can pull it off on DraftKings, but I like pairing my point guards together, especially these two guys who have gone head-to-head. You know, Lillard uh, seems to always have that chip on his shoulder, so uh, that first is is a pairing that I like. Next guy I like. I talked about it. another center, so I'm going to give you a third center you can use on DraftKings on the Portland side. Yusuf Nurkic is po- power forward eligible on DraftKings. So we're going to roll out DeAndre Ayton. We're going to roll out Vooch. And we're going to roll out Nurkic here against Houston, who we know they're playing small ball. You know, it's, it's very similar to what you talked about with Vooch. Who's going to rebound w- with Yusuf Nurkic? You know, Covington's a guy that can bang down low, get things happen. But P.J. Tucker, a smaller center. I uh, love Nurkic on DraftKings. On, draft on FanDuel. Booch is cheaper. I would go that route. I would go Aiton, but uh, squeezing that third center in on DraftKings, I think makes a lot of sense. But you gotta love this game. It's stackable, a ton of pieces. But Westbrook, the guy I want from Houston, Lillard and Nurkic for me on, on Portland.
0: Yeah, Westbrook under 10k on Fanduel. Come on, come on. Uh, Lakeham, obviously, <laughs> crazy. When the Capella trade went down, I was scratching my head a little bit. But you know, D'Antoni in the front office was like, you know, we can't stop anyone. Harden doesn't run the pick and roll only for a ball switch anyway. Um, might as well get rid of our center. So just hey, PJ, you're six seven, you're gonna go take on a bunch of dudes that are like pounds right. bigger than you. Good luck. Um, but you know what that does, dude? And you bring in Roko. Okay, you're thinking, bring in Roko. You got Eric Gordon. You got House. You got Mclemore. You need another six seven wing. Well, apparently, you do. Think about it. I mean, it's, I know you get it, but just. For the sake of just talking this out loud, that floor, there's no one in the paint. You have five guys at all times that can shoot the ball efficiently from three. You can drive in. It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare for opposing coaches. So, you know, you're. Is Terry Stoss still the Portland coach? I don't even know. Probably. He's been there forever. Anyway, if you're Terry Stoss or Coach A of Portland, I don't even know. I guess it doesn't matter. What are you going to do? You're going to put Nurkic out there to, to try to stick PJ Tucker on the perimeter? Obviously, in the paint, you got a pretty good advantage, obviously, height wise, and things like that. But, Defensively, if you're an armchair coach, because I know I am typically, what do you? How do you approach that?
1: Yeah, I mean that's the worry with Nurkic. You know, is he going to get enough minutes? I, I still think they're going to. You know, the other team can take advantage of that as well. And and how are you going to stop us? So you know, you you put him out at uh, PJ Tucker. We saw him bombing some threes the other night, but uh, I still think he can dominate in the paint. Maybe we see more Zach Collins, uh, a little bit more athletic, who can handle some of those guys. But yeah, I mean Houston makes it tough on people. It, it's a a perfect mix with guys like Harden and Westbrook that their best skill is getting to the rack and they can dish out to these guys. So, you know, Houston, one of those teams I think could make a run. If the three is falling, they're going to live and die by that three. And if it's falling, they're going to be able to compete with anybody. So uh, interesting plays. House is still cheap. Uh, Covington is still cheap, but Westbrook to me, it's almost a lock button play. I I love Luke. I mentioned earlier, but Westbrook right there as well is a guy I want to, Having a ton of my lineups tonight.
0: I love Westbrook. Lillard's been pretty good. You know, you the ball's going up, and Dame's got it in his hands. Played over 40 minutes in his first two games in the bubble. 16 assists last game for Damian Lillard. But, yeah, that game is definitely the hammer. Carmelo's under 5K. on FanDuel, 34 minutes last game. 37. I mean, he's, run, he's there's running until the car breaks down, until the tires fall off. But they're just running Carmelo into the ground. Might as well get – you know, the most bang for your buck. And Trevor Ariza's not with this team in the bubble. So, obviously, they're missing one of their integral wings. So, Melo's a guy for GPPs. A little revenge narrative there. Uh, Daniel Howes, 4,500. You can really go a million ways on FanDuel tomorrow. On DraftKings, maybe not so much. My question to you is, what do you think they're going to do with Asan Wakeside side moving forward?
1: I, it's been weird and he's been not playing a ton of minutes. So I, I don't know if they're, you know, trying to save him for something when, when they're not probably going to make the playoffs anyway, or, you know, is there, is there a trade in the works? Are they just not happy with them? So we saw this guy pretty much run out of Miami. You start to wonder maybe there's something going on there. And we know he's, he's, he's not the best citizen in the world. So uh, just something to watch. You know, I, it's, it was interesting to see Nurkic come back and get so much run right away. So. Uh, hands off on him for now, and we'll see if he can re-enter the, the rotation. Definitely not going to be usable here uh, against Houston. He's probably not a guy they're going to want to give any minutes to here. So uh, one more note, CJ McCollum, usually not a guy I love. DraftKings looks a little high, but FanDuel, uh, pretty decent price on him at 7,300 there. So probably more of if I'm stacking that game, but uh wanted to throw him in here just just pricing-wise. He looked a
0: little too cheap over there. Yeah, I think he'll get overlooked for sure. A lot of people are like, well – I don't know if I want a guy going against Harden because of foul trouble, but Harden also turns the ball over a lot. So he has some steel upside with CJ too. And he might go overlooked in that game with all the firepower on the slate in general, especially that game with you know, Westbrook, Harden, and Dame. He's kind of option four there when you think about it, but, and Nurkic too. So, right. but yeah, CJ, you talk about Mr. Consistency. The guy just balls, he puts on a clinic. He, he's, you know what you're getting at him. Typically pretty safe floor, every slate Chris. Anything else about this slate, man, in general, before we kind of wrap it up?
1: Just, I think keeping an eye on the ownership is really going to be important. So digging in uh, to the tools we offer you. I mean, that's why we put this stuff together and keeping an eye on that Brooklyn situation and what that ownership's going to look like, more so on Fandle. And DraftKings may be able to take advantage of uh, those guys being priced higher. Somebody's going to have to score the ball there uh, for that team and, and get some of these numbers. So... Uh, keeping an eye on that, what's going to happen with Milwaukee. Uh, and don't forget, stack this late game. You know, I, I know it seems very simplistic. And, of course, we want to stack that game. But, you know, people get caught up in these early games. They they want to watch their teams early on. And uh, don't forget this Houston-Portland game late. So, should be an interesting game. A lot of – interesting slate. A, a lot of injuries still probably to come. Uh, but uh, should be fun, man. It looks like a, one of those ones that we like where where you got to think a little bit more and, you know, the average, the, the public's going to make a certain lineup and, and we can go a million other directions uh, and be profitable here tonight.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. We got to keep this food trend going that Will and I started. Favorite foods. We talked about wings and we talked about cheesesteaks, So I don't know. I, I couldn't really think of anything clever off the top of my head. So we'll go with this. I know you tend the best bar at Beers Daily Fantasy six packs. Let's say you have a couple beers and uh, you want to order some fast food. So What's your go-to, man? Any any fast food that that kind of ranks above the rest on your list? So I mean,
1: Chick-fil-A is starting to make its its entry into Michigan. So anytime I'm down Ohio's about an hour from me. Uh, I've got a good buddy of mine in the Toledo area. So anytime I'm down there, these guys have Chick-fil-A's like on every corner. I mean, it's like I got none, and I'm down here and there's one there, there's one here, there's one in the mall. It's like, it's insane. So they're starting to pop up. I uh, got one 20 minutes away and you know when a Chick-fil-A opens that the line is like two hours long. You know, it, It's just wrapped around the building so gonna let that calm down a little bit but Chick-fil-A definitely up top. Can't ever go wrong with Taco Bell. I mean that that's another favorite of mine so uh, as far as beer goes I, I'm a Michigan man. I, I, I love me any Michigan beers. We got a lot of great breweries here. Uh, Bell's Founders, uh, Old Nation so a uh, ton of good Michigan beer. So pair that up with a good Chick-fil-A sandwich or some Taco Bell, and that's a hell of a night here watching watching some Houston-Portland. You got oh, yeah. you got me planning tomorrow night out now. I'm going to get me some fast food, okay. pour me some beers, and okay. uh, watch this Houston-Portland game tomorrow night.
0: Sounds like a good day, Hey, and if you're the public line, if you might have it at one thirty for lunch, might pay off early. Uh, Chick-fil-A is like the upper echelon of fast food, man. I feel like I always want it on Sundays when they're closed, and I get so mad that I can't get it. But I actually had Chick-fil-A breakfast for the first time like two weeks ago, and it changed my world. Changed my world. It was so good. But, yeah, Chick-fil-A, we'll add that to the list. Uh, yeah, dude, that Chick-fil-A breakfast, I, I, I – was uh, drooling
1: thinking about it. So and any of that stuff is great. So I did try the Wendy's breakfast a couple weeks ago. I was a little disappointed. I uh, was pretty excited about that. I uh, was a little bit of a let down, but you can't go wrong with Chick-fil-A. That, that's, it's it's the GOAT. It's the, uh, the lock button play on, on the fast food menu.
0: Yeah, fade that McDonald's chalk and go to Chick-fil-A, man. All day. The GPP play of the day. sir. Chris, thank you so much for joining me, man. I appreciate it. And we're definitely looking forward to having you on again in the future. Yeah, man, it
1: was a blast. Good luck to everybody out there. We appreciate you listening and uh, watch that Brooklyn chalk. We don't need you eating Tums tomorrow morning.
0: Chris Prince, follow him on Twitter, at BeermakersFan. Does a lot of great stuff for Roto-Grinders. Been with this company for a very long time. One of the OGs of the industry. Always up for a good conversation, a good Michigan beer, and a good Chick-fil-A sandwich. So awesome stuff, Chris. For Chris Prince and the rest of the Roto-Grinders crew, I'm Justin Carlucci. Have a good day and good luck.